to tell us a little bit about his uh, his organisation. Um, this is a this is a club I've been a member of for quite a while, um, and we recently attended one of the events, a trivia night, which we did very poorly in. Um, also with us tonight we have Davros, uh, Victoria, the Princess, and Roger, who is going by the name of Poodle Faker. How are we all going, people? Davros, what have you been up to this week? It's been a very exciting week for me um, and busy at work, but exciting because it's been made an offer from a publisher for my first book. So Fantastic. it's been very exciting. Yes, I, I didn't want to spill the beans, but um, I'm glad <laughs> you came out with that. We were all very proud and we're really excited for you. Uh, Davros, I hope it all goes well. It's and, going to be an awesome um, yeah, 2023. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing the uh, the audio, audio book, book for you. So, yeah, we'll, we'll take it's that. It's going to be great. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, Victoria, joining us for the first time here tonight. How's yes, your hello, week been? everyone. It's been up and down. Um, you know how things go. But I did find a new kind of chocolate at the Coles lately that I've been enjoying very much. <laughs> oh, Not as exciting as Davros's news, but I'm still happy. <laughs> Oh, that is gold, absolute gold. <laughs> Princess, how have you been going? Hello, Eddie. Congratulations, Davros. That is wonderful news. Thank you. Oh, look, I'm all right. The sun keeps coming up and I keep having to do what I've got to do. It's not holiday time yet, so i just got to keep on keeping on. I see. Now, we've got a mystery guest jumping in here. Bargie from sunny Queensland. How's it all going? We haven't seen you for quite a while. Yeah, I've been uh, keeping a bit of a low profile. Uh, work's been keeping me busy and just dealing with a few things, uh, but glad to be back. Yes, it's oh. good to have you back on board again. Our guest of honour is <laughs> Faker. It's uh, Roger hello, hello, from hello. the Doctor Who Club of Australia. How are you going there, Poodle yeah, Faker? Really, really good, thank you. Yeah, yeah I had a, a really interesting week um, for me. Uh, we, uh, I, I'm a member, I'm uh, the uh, secretary for the Sydney Video Makers Club, and I write scripts for them and do some video work. And so this week we went through a script which I had compiled with a with a colleague, um, doing all the all the actions. We haven't actually hired the, the actors themselves yet, um, and just trying out ideas and seeing camera positions and lighting and all the sorts of that, things that go into make a successful video. So it'll only be a few minutes long, but it's a bit of fun. It's, uh, it's basically a, a bit of fun with God and the devil, as you can imagine. That's uh, funny. <laughs> It does sound like a very interesting week, and I can guarantee you that after speaking to us for a while, your week's going to get a lot less interesting. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, I'm going to broach the subject. What does uh, everyone think of the evil mouse corporation taking over? 
I don't know. I mean, it, it depends which way it goes. I mean, it could could be great. could be absolutely the death knoll, as far as I'm concerned, as well. So, Oh, you it, think it, just, it could be the death? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it, Disney's like a cutthroat. If it doesn't make business for them, they're just going to drop it. I mean, they're not yeah, going to. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Netflix. If, the, if you put something on, you know, it lasts about one season and never gets repeated because it just doesn't meet the numbers. And I suspect their attitude towards Doctor Who will be the same. If it doesn't meet the numbers or their expect, expectations, they'll just chop it. The yeah. only concern that I've got with it is that it'll go the same way as what um, Star Wars did where they will absolutely screw every uh, spin-off that they can out of it. Oh, that could happen, um, yeah. Now, ha- having said that, I haven't minded some of the spin-offs like The Mandalorian and, and that sort of thing. And yeah, maybe, may, may, maybe the whole Doctor Who um, universe may well benefit from, well, Disney's power and influence. Yeah. Um, I think there's, that, there's a strong possibility of that as well. I mean, I don't think... I, I just said that it would be... I didn't think it would be the death knell, but it's... It's a possibility that it could, but the idea of actually having spin-offs, I think, is very, very plausible. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's very, um, very appealing to the the fans too. The thought of more and more content. It's yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Did they purchase all the old con- content as well, or, or is that still going to be on Brickbox and things like that? Oh, I'm not sure I, how that affects I, the deal. I don't know. Brickbox, it's, um, yeah. I thought it was just anything going forward from the, I think, three new specials that they're doing okay. uh, be, be, before the the new guy takes over. Oh, right. I was I, I was actually quite surprised that they brought Tennant back to do those three specials. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because I didn't actually mind him as uh no, I thought he was pretty good, actually. He played a very good doctor. You know, same thing as with Matt Smith. He was a bit different at the start but he actually developed well the only one that i was really disappointed in was capaldi and i think that was because of a whole heap of other issues that were going on at the time because he's a brilliant actor isn't he i mean he's really yeah capable of doing much better oh god yeah but i think he got overshadowed by uh another actor that was on the cast at the time quite liked him but um my my hope with the whole disney thing is that we get an updated canine and company that that's the only thing that'll make me happy <laughs> oh yeah oh dear there's a blast funny. from the past isn't it canine oh, and company oh my god with the same five dollar an episode budget <laughs> <laughs> that's right canine got a rebuild just recently though when tenant uh did, and set and Sarah Jane yeah, came that's right. back as, um, for her reprise. So he has had a rebuild recently. <laughs> Could happen. <laughs> Could happen. Yeah, but it's an iconic character, so I can't see it sort of not happening, really. I mean, they must do something with the character. Um, Oodle Faker, can you give us a bit of a rundown about what is the Doctor Who Club of Australia and how you got involved with it? Yeah, sure. Um, well, it it started off, I think, a, a chap called Dallas Jones and um, Anthony Howe. Uh, they were 
at university they met and they decided to set up a Doctor Who, Who club. I think it was originally called of Asia or uh, Southeast Asia or something like that. But then it's, it developed and um, they uh, put quite a bit of effort into it. In fact, one of the guys I think you really got to chat to is Dallas Jones, who would be, he goes right the way back and he's like one of the original founders of the club. And that would, I think it was about 1973 when that started. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's been going for quite a long while, and even through the dark ages, uh, there was a lot of work put in put in by the club members to sustain the sustain the energy in the club. And of course, when it came back in two thousand and whatever it was, five or six, um, it was just like reju- rejuvenated, and the whole club sort of sprang to life again, and people started being attracted from the outside. So the the club's been going for quite a long while. Um, yeah, I wasn't aware it had been going that long. I mean, that's, that's the original yeah, run been, of Doctor Who, the classic series. That was uh, Yeah, it was classic. Hero. It was really, yeah. The man to talk to, as I say, is I'll try and get Dallas to con- to, to, con- to contact you or you can contact Dallas. But him and uh, Anthony Howe were basically founder members of the club yes. way back at Sydney Uni when they both went to Sydney Uni. Oh, I know both um, of their names uh, purely yeah. from reading Data Extract, some of the earlier right, yeah. copies yeah. of that. And um, yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, Data Extract is the official magazine of the... I will show you the man copy of it. Hold on now. <laughs> So Roger's going to show the listener. There um, a, I don't know if you can see cover. it. That's data extract. Oh, nice. That's, not, that's one side of it. I don't know. Can you see it? Yeah. And this was the 50th, the uh, 40th anniversary of it. So that's the of data extract. Where can you see it? There you go. Can you see that? Yep. There. Yeah, the your background's kind of messing with it a little bit. I but, can't um, find out where is the best place to show it. How about there? There you go. Yeah, yeah just in front of you is good. I've got to yeah. say, some of the earlier so, copies of Data Extract I had were, were black and white, virtually that's stapled right, yeah. together and nailed yeah. out. So, yeah, it's come a long way. This it's is, now full you know, colour. And, yeah, it's, like full, it's, it's like quite that. a professional um, publication. Yeah, it's, it's really well done, actually. Really well done. So... Um, Data extract, you know, um, it uh, elicits obviously a lot of sort of current information about the background of Doctor Who and what's going on, but it also gives opportunity for people to write short stories and things uh, in there and uh, to get them published, which is, you know, very good. I get a few, po- few little articles in there. I did one on, oh, God, it took me ages. I had to do it on... Um, 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 antimatter and the relationship between antimatter and Doctor Who. So I had to do this whole scientific explanation <laughs> of what antimatter was and what the current theories was and how it works and oh. go discern and write out all the things from that. That's, that's not too bad because I got a sort of physics background, but there's like huge pages and pages of this, and then I had to relate, relate all of that <laughs> to the various. Um, Episodes with uh, um, dark matter in it, so that was quite a quite an interesting experience. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about the structure of the club. I was like Doctor Who, and I just went to uh, their local tavern, which uh, they had a tavern evening, and I went along there. And there was never met the people before, but there was Dallas Jones was there, um, and I said, "Oh, I'm interesting in writing." He said, "Oh, yeah, well, we'd be interested." How would you like to? 
be involved. And I thought, oh, well, that's fine. Yes. He said, oh, come along to the meeting next next week and we'll introduce you. And before I knew it, I was secretary of the club. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't think that was my where I was going to write, you know, my expertise in writing is going to be used as a secretary. <laughs> Sounds like you got scammed, Roger. <laughs> I got scammed big time, yeah. Same with me, Poodle Faker. First meeting of the PNC I turned up to, I got made secretary. It's, yeah, that's like, well, hey. I was. I said I was interested in writing, not running the club with the secretary. That was in, uh, I think it was back the year 2000. So I've been secretary since 2000 till now, basically. And uh, it's uh, the club is pretty well organised with a proper committee with people with, you know, responsibilities, and they all, you know, pull their weight and. There's a publicity manager and there's a um, publications manager and there's a proper finance treasurer guy and there's a there's me you know, so it's fairly pretty well run um well organized um we put on events every every two months and the data extract gets published four times a year yes so we, some... we attended one of the events recently we went to the the trivia night at uh Burwood. oh right yeah we put the trivia Burwood nights club. on yeah Burwood club yeah yep. club Burwood. Burwood club yeah that's right yeah yeah that club was Burwood, uh, Burwood, Burwood, that was, was fabulous i think we came i think we came in one place below Second last month. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's, uh, well, that's good. <laughs> did Second get, last. Yeah. Who got a bo- did you get a booby prize for that? Because usually you get a booby prize. We you get, get a, a prize for everything. Prize. Actually, we all, I walked away with a uh, Sylvester McCoy cereal on DVD. Yeah. Had we have come last, we would have got something really cool. But because yeah. we finished second last, yeah, that's right. we you, didn't you, get something. You get something <laughs> not right. quite so cool. Not quite I, I've so got to cool. admit, I really wanted that oversized sonic screwdriver plushie toy, but somebody else... But that went to the people that, that won. Yeah, it did. That didn't last long at all. Next well, I'm glad, you enjoyed the, I'm glad you enjoyed the trivia pursuit. So um, they usually put them on once a year in July. Um, but uh, as it seems to be sort of successful, we might reconsider and do it twice a year. It does seem to people like like it and enjoy it, and they turn up, and we sometimes get members from it and things like that. So it's quite a, a pleasant evening. Yeah, um, the tavern oh. evenings have been popular over the years, haven't they? Where That's they right, yeah, the tavern evenings, yeah. They'll have like a... A pub meetup, um, yeah, in, in a certain it's, it's, suburb for kind of like the. It's North called a tavern thing. meeting, but it's just a euphemism for a beer up and a chat, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're all okay with that. Yeah, I thought that might fit in well. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. And you know, I I just love Doctor Who for all sorts of reasons. But having I mean, having seen the very first episode that was that was aired, I it, I was hooked straight away as soon as they walked into it, and that was like multi-dimensional, you know, travel through space and time. I'm hooked, you know. That's me. Very keen on sci-fi, so I was I was in. Just wondering how you felt about seeing Ian in the latest one, because it made me go like this, and I haven't been watching it for that long, only since the late seventies. Still the seventies, not that long. <laughs> but it was pretty amazing that they actually got Ian back and that he was in that scene. I just loved seeing him there. Do you, do you want to explain for the listener who Ian is, um, a companion? Oh, as in, sorry, as in as the in, very first Doctor's companion. That's right, the very first one. Yeah, yeah Ian Chesterton. I love those characters. I, I really liked the very first, you know, with um, the very first Doctor. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, William Ch- um, 
I was going to say William Shatner. Sorry. William Hartnell. Sorry. William Hartnell. Yeah. 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 It's funny. Actually, not Brilliant. too long ago, I watched the Three Doctors special with Pertwee, William Hartnell. Oh, and, yeah. um, I love that one. Oh, it's funny, funny, funny. And poor old William was so sick during that. He had to mm. basically phone it in. He filmed all his oh, parts. Really? Yeah, remotely, and he was kind of only ever appeared on the TV screen in the TARDIS. It was um, quite a sad story. So that's, that's a lovely that's... special. It yeah. was a pity that he couldn't be in more of it. So obviously you've been watching it for quite a while from the first episode. Look, in my case, I'd become involved watching Doctor Who. I'd get home from school in the afternoons and the ABC would have the goodies in Doctor Who and they were our favourites. We'd just come home, watch those religiously. Um, and that was sort of the John Pertwee era. So that was where I kind of first got it. All right. John Pertwee, yeah. then into Tom Baker, and that was that was my uh, that was my doctors. Um, what about all you guys? What, who was your doctor? Who did you first start watching? Poodle Faker. Obviously, what? your first doctor was William Hartnell. What about you, Dallas? Who did you first watch? So I started uh, watching. That was John Pertwee. It was John Pertwee. Uh, John, John. So Pertwee. I started watching John Pertwee um, after school, same as yep. you, Eddie, and then. Um, when he rejuvenated, then I watched all the ones with Tom Baker. Yeah, Tom Baker was very, very popular. Why, why do you think yeah. Tom Baker was so popular with um, with everyone, with the kids and, and you know, uh, family and, and parents alike? They all seemed to love Tom Baker. It was, like, eccentric and sort of willful and mm. does what he wants to do and he's uh, full of fun and humour and pointing japes at, authority and people in power and, and people with pompous and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and it he was, was very uh, much just, a product of the times, wasn't he? It was, absolutely, um, yeah. Uh, it was, it was, very I loved him for that. And what a voice. Oh, man, what a voice. He, he's That's still awesome. doing voiceover work today. He was the, the narrator um, of the Little Britain series. He yes. was, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I think that the quality of the scripts and and vastly improved during his era. Um, there was something that were more interesting and they were, they were just better written stories. And I know they used a lot of different writers, but they seemed to be a lot better during his time, in my opinion. And the ideas were really good, really There were some cracking stories in the, in the Tom Baker yeah. era. Um, one that and comes they had, to um, mind is um, Genesis of the Daleks. That was just, oh, what a yeah. how what good a, was that? What a cracking yeah, was story. Yeah, the yeah. ethics in that, yes. And they seem to pull off some really good things production-wise as well. Um, with such a limited budget, it, you know, some of the work they did during that time was terrific. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they, they had a lot I, of um, social and political commentary um, woven through the, the, the threads of those... Um, those stories back then too, like the Tom Baker stuff, Genesis of the Daleks. I mean, it's very obvious that the the authority figures were were Nazis. They even did the the Nazi yeah. salute and and yeah, click uh, the heels. Yeah, and you know, genetic modification and and that those themes are all there in that purity story of too. the strain. Yeah, absolute frightening, uh, frightening stuff yeah. there. Um, do you think that? Um, 
you know, society is is was was better prepared back then to deal with it, or you think it's it's better now to deal with those sort of stories for kids and so on? Uh, people watching it then would probably react and understand the sort of sub sub implications of of the people in authority being Nazis, but I don't know that they would react in the same way nowadays, not knowing if it was a younger generation, they wouldn't really know or be able to place that kind of context with the story. So you'd probably have to place it with, well, is there anybody in today's world that corresponds to the Nazis? Not really. Sid has, um, he's given us a few social and political commentaries from some of the episodes here. The Sunmakers, he's got, um, he likens that to Britain's tax regime at the time. Um, The Green Death, Big Business and Pollution. You guys remember the Green Death, the the one with the maggots? Yeah, I do. Certainly do. That was... Yeah. Was yeah. politically I'll never forget. Terrible. I'll, I'll never forget those maggots. That was uh, yeah. they were yeah. horrible, weren't they? Oh my god! If you're a little kid watching, I was not a little kid, but I mean, if you're a little kid, you would be absolutely and, nightmares and, over that. And one for you, Victoria, in relation to that particular episode. His assistant Joe, that was her last episode. Yes. Except for a certain special that was on recently. Did you pick her in the ring around in the chat later on? Yeah, when I heard her laugh, it was lovely to see her again too. Yeah. Yeah, for me, me, the only one that was really missing from that and I think is an absolute tragedy that she couldn't be there was um, Elizabeth Sladen. Yes. Oh, absolutely. That would have been wonderful. Yeah, yeah. She was one of my favourites, Liz Sladen. Very sad. Absolutely. I read her... um, I read her autobiography. Autobiography? Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? It's incredible, yeah. And she, right up to the time she died, she wrote this biography. It was just incredible. Yeah. Uh, recommended reading the, if anybody's um, looking, at, looking at something to, to bring a tear to your eye. That's, uh, that's definitely one of them. And interestingly, she's the only cast member that managed to get a spin-off series. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Because Tor- Torchwood, whilst it was a, a spin-off, it was actually due to the uh, code words that they were using for uh, trying to disguise uh, what the new episodes were by renaming them. But, but yeah, anyway, she, it? yeah, she was the only one that got a specific series to herself mm-hmm. as a spin-off. Are you suggesting there was no Adric, the series? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, yes. Oh. Why does every ha- everyone hate Adric? I like Adric. Everyone's annoying at 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say one of my absolute favourite serials is the Peter Davison Black Orchid. Now, if you've got the oh, DVD version mm. of that, listen to the audio commentary. Peter Davison absolutely fillets that episode. <laughs> He pulls it to pieces and just destroys it. He's, he absolutely yeah. hated that that um, that series. And um, Adric is in there too. Uh, Matthew Waterhouse and um, uh, Janet Fielding um, and oh, the girl that played Nissa. I can't remember. Yeah, her name. I don't remember her name. I know who Sarah you mean. Sarah Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah. 
And uh, she played the two parts in that one. That was uh, that was a, a very good, um, very good show. I love that one. It was more like a Miss Marple that had been recycled and turned into a Doctor Who episode. It was really, <laughs> it was really good. But you've got to hear the audio commentary on that one. It's it's fabulous. And Eddie, you really need to watch the latest special because Peter Davidson and Janet Fielding reunite. I have not seen it yet. Yes. I've, I've got to. Yeah. You need to. Yeah, it's really worthwhile watching. Mm. Mm. And where is that? Is that still on ABC or is it only on Disney? Because we've got both. Um, I watched uh, it on ABC when it came out. Yeah, I watched it on BBC on Foxtel. Right. So it should be on iView on, on Catcher. Yeah, you should still be able to get it. All right. Who was the Doctor's best companion and why? Sarah Jane Smith. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Bargy there. They got a little bit excited. Yeah, he's excited. Sorry. I have always had a thing for Sarah Jane. I see a little, a little bit of a Twitter there, a little bit of a tether. <laughs> yep. There's a really funny Tom Baker interview, and he was talking about working with Liz Sladen, and um, he, he, he said something like, um, I, I saw her legs once. I'm still dining out on that 40 years later. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's I, actually I've... quite a famous photo of her sitting on top of a car park bollard and she's wearing shorts. And apparently that was the most popular fan photo. Oh, my that, God. That, that, <laughs> she, that, that she got asked to autograph whenever she was out <laughs> anywhere. Oh dear, that's terrible. <laughs> Look, I love Sarah Jane too, but um, yeah. I really enjoyed uh, Katie Manning. She was such a yeah. such a great um, yeah. companion for for Tom Baker yeah. uh, for um, John Pertwee. Yeah. She's yeah. actually patron of the Doctor Who Club. Did you know yes. that? Yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah, I yes. thought you would. Yeah, I met her at one would. of the events, actually. Yeah, mm. yeah. She's a lovely lady. Really she nice. She is, yeah. Yeah, maybe we can get yeah. her on one night if this thing turns into something. Um, yeah. I, I, walked, I walked up to her with my rather feathered copy of the Doctor Who annual, and in it was a photograph of her naked straddling a... Um, Dalek. She was just had the offensive bits covered by the suction cup and and whatever. Oh and I, no! I walked up and handed it to her and I said, "Um, Maddie, would you mind signing this, please?" And she she looked at me with a wry smile and said, "Oh, I looked good back then, didn't I?" <laughs> oh, she's lovely. I so I have nice that lady. in my um. On my bookshelf, so I'll bring that out and right. uh, show the listener yeah. one day. But yeah, you, the listener, you, I the like listener. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, in Zimbabwe. Do you, do, you, do you need some alone time now, Eddie? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Princess, you've been very quiet. Well, Bargy, that's because I'm very new to Doctor Who. As we were children, I wasn't allowed to watch it because my parents watched the news. And I barely got to see the goodies, although they were on before Doctor Who, so I had more chance to see them. And I just didn't see much of Doctor Who when I was a child. And honestly, it's only this year that I've really started watching in Doctor Who. I'm coming. Oh, I'm glad you're on board and, and enjoying it now because um, I'm loving it. Mm. I'm absolutely loving it. But I'm, I'm so playing much a massive catch up. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're watching Chris, Christopher Eccleston at the moment. He's a cracker. He yeah, is, isn't he's he? great. Mm. Yeah. Very good, yeah. Yeah, but and, uh, in the... Billy Piper was surprisingly good too. I really yeah. he's think... very good. Uh, very good. And other things, he's very good. Yeah, we've seen a smattering of Matt Smith. We saw a lot of Capaldi and quite a bit of Jodie Whittaker. And I'm just really enjoying it. And I'm really enjoying the stories and stuff. And I'm, no, I'm quite fascinated with, with the River Song storyline, yeah, yeah. how she pops oh, up yeah. and. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Because she's out of, she pops in out of sequence, it's... Um, yeah. I'd sort of like to see her in sequence or read yeah, her diary or whatever it is. It was a, it was a very broken storyline, but, um, mm. yeah, once you once you watch it all, you, you, it does come together, so it's, it's worth... Yeah, it. yeah. Look, I, I noticed like one thing when we went to the, um, the trivia night uh, at Burwood... Uh, I just noticed there were there were a lot of women. There's always a perception that the sci-fi fan is, you know, this old guy who lives in his mother's basement. Um, I was really pleased to see so many women um, involved and mm. getting into the stories now. Yeah, there um, seems to be yeah. quite a yeah. There's quite a few women involved. They, they like it. I mean, they follow it quite avidly. Yeah. Well, you got to look at our little representation here tonight. Um, old men living in basements. So I wouldn't say you gentlemen are old. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm not saying you're old. You certainly don't live in basements. No, no. I mean, I mean, genuinely. I mean, it's very nice of you to say it. You mm. know, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Bargy and Bargy and Eddie. Hang, hang on, Poodle Faker, wait for it. It's coming. Yeah, there comes the kick line. There comes the... <laughs> she the just lured you into a false into, sense of security. Into, that's right. Yeah. The, two, the two pumped into the bar. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, Bargy and Eddie are ancient, but, you know, they're holding up, they're holding up quite well. <laughs> because I'm much younger than them, Poodle Faker. Oh, see. right, I see. Yes, okay, yes. And um, Admittedly, you know, got... if you'd seen um, Bargy about... Three or four months ago, I mean, he did look a lot older then. He had this horrible beard. It was like a, he looked like oh, a cross yeah. between um, a sheepdog. Backside of the poodle or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. It was my winter coat. So, yeah, I'm new to Doctor Who and it's all very new to me. So I'm, I'm here tonight with a different slant on things, I suppose, yeah, because yeah. it's all very new to me. But I've got quite a few friends who are fanatical fans. When you look at it, Sylvester McCoy wasn't uh, classically cool, was he? He was a bit, a bit nerdy. Yeah, he was. Chris yeah. Eccleston came back. Um, he he kind of made the Doctor cool again. It was just uh, yeah, with his leather jacket. Yeah. I thought the was leather jacket. Cool. It, was just, jacket. it was a totally yeah. different direction. Short haircut. Yeah. yeah, and that got a lot of people interested in it. And then he had the spin-off then of, of Torchwood with Captain Jack and. Um, it just it just went ballistic around the, the mm, 2006, did. 7, 8, 9, 10. Um, mm, it yeah. did. So I thought it was great. Yeah. And then um, David Tennant. It, it, is there a cooler doctor than David Tennant? I mean, oh, he was he's just very cool. fabulous. I love those shoes. Mm. He used to wear those funny, those sort of... The, the sneakers. Oh, weren't they great? Yeah. I, mate, I think they were fantastic. Yeah, he's very cool. And interestingly, he married into the Doctor Who family. He did. He did, didn't he? Yeah. You he know the connection there, Peter everyone? Davidson's daughter. Yeah. Who Peter played, Davidson's daughter. Well, ironically, played the Doctor's daughter. Okay. So, yeah, it's all, uh, it's all connected. 
Yeah. Hold on. Say that again. Okay. Peter it, Davidson has married, a daughter. No, no. And she married David Tennant, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. The daughter did, yes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But she's also and? an actor and played the doctor's played daughter. The doctor's daughter in, in the David one Tennant episode. One episode. So yeah. she played played her husband's child. Yes. Yes. I yes. That's when they met. I'm with you. I think that's when they met. They weren't married at the time. No. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. I'm it's kind see. of sort of like a little bit on the edge, but you know. But that's, yeah. that's, no, I'm up to speed. That's when good. you think. David Tennant's character is actually Peter Davison, just a bit older as well. To some extent, so, isn't it? Yeah, to yeah. some extent. So it's, yeah. you, it's a little incestuous. I was going to say, you say she's got daddy issues. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there's a, bit of, yeah, there's a little bit of fractious behaviour there. Mm. Yes. If you'd like to contact any of us at the podcast with no name, please send us an email at podnoname at gmail.com or you can get us on our Facebook page at at podnoname we hope you enjoy the episode please join us next week for part 2 